Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing the episode Unfinished Business, which is episode three from season three and originally aired on the 12th of October, 1986. So just real short writer background here because... uh, This guy, Jackson Gillis, only wrote this episode, uh, but he also wrote the story for the episode Sticks and Stones, which is the one with the poison pen letters, if you remember that one. I think it's a Cabot Cove-based one. I know. I was like, sometimes when I read the synopsis of like various episodes, I'm like, is this one of those like, rare ones that I've never seen and then I watch it I'm like I have no memory of it um okay so I guess I'll just really quickly get into the overview uh Jessica is well she this is a Cabot Cove episode even though technically it takes place um sort of outside Cabot Cove at one of these um, amazing resort facilities that we visit every <laughs> once in a while outside of Cabot Cove. Juniper and- Lake, Susanna. <laughs> Juniper <laughs> Lake Resort. I, 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 so yeah, a lot of, yeah, it's amazing. So basically how the episode opens is we open at the retirement party for um, a retired Lieutenant Detective Barney Kale, played by Pat Hingle. And at the party, he swears to avenge, well, not eventually, but solve the one murder that remains unsolved on his record. So he uh, basically starts putting the cat amongst the pigeons, as they say, and starting <laughs> to, the, the death was of Lowell, uh, I can't remember his last name Dixon. now, but Lowell Dixon, that's right, who drowned at Juniper Lake um, and at the lake at the time, this was 10 years ago, there were people involved in a development project that were weirdly also doctors at a hospital together. So it was sort of a strange crossover. I think Lowell Dixon was also a some sort of a medical professional as well, I think. No, he was the city attorney who was investigating. Right. Sorry, yes. I... No, no, it's okay. We watched this two nights ago. I've already, it's already slipped through the cracks a little bit. Um, anyways, so the people that were involved in the development project were Dr. Terrence Mayhew, played by Lloyd Bachner, Jake Samford, played by Don, Don DeFore, Cynthia Tate, played by Haley Mills, who was Terrence Mayhew's secretary and potentially girlfriend and then their co-worker obviously Dr. Seth Hazlitt played by William Wyndham <laughs> so before Barney Kale goes up to Juniper Lake he sort of rings around all these people to basically like let them know that he's gonna start solving the case because he thinks that one of them did it apparently and that's how Jessica gets involved is she talks to Seth about it Seth's like oh I didn't know if we'd had any inkling that it wasn't a totally above board thing we wouldn't have gotten involved, but Lowell Dixon claimed that it was, and then Dixon ends up dead in the lake. And then um, later that evening, Jessica gets concerned because she doesn't know where Seth is, and he's now disappeared. 
So she and Tom Bosley played by um uh sorry Tom Bosley just played herself in this episode. I wish Tom Bosley (laughs) as Tom Bosley. (laughs) So Sheriff Famous Tupper played by Tom Bosley. They head up to Juniper Lake um to see if they can find Seth. And there they find out that a guy called Gary Roberts, played by Eric Anderson, has just been shot. Also staying at Juniper Lake is Gary's wife, Maggie Roberts, played by uh, Aaron Morin. And so this brings in the local fuzz, basically, who isn't isn't Amos, because Amos, this isn't his jurisdiction. So um, Barney Kale is there as well, by the way. So we have uh, Sheriff McCoy, played by J.D. Cannon, a couple of deputies. <laughs> it's not that important. Anyways, and uh, Barney Kale's wife also is played by, is called Ethel. She's played by Connie Sawyer. He says goodbye before he heads up to Jennifer Lake. So there's a lot of toing and froing. Barney Kale claims that someone was shooting at him. They're trying to figure out. So um, Gary Roberts was shot in Barney Kale's room. So they people think that, uh, whoever shot him thought they were shooting Barney and then it turns out no they knew that they were um, killing Gary and uh, back and forth back and forth anyway, it turns <laughs> out Gary, Gary was blackmailing the killer and the killer was actually Barney Kale um, who killed Lil Dixon because he found out that he was sort of on the take and we'll talk about it in a little bit about why he would investigate again oh i remember i came up with this because mark and i watched it together anyways okay good because i have the same question so please (laughs) answer it yeah okay so also just to clarify seth's fine he doesn't look great no i was gonna say is he yeah (laughs) because that was hilarious there's some other stuff going on with seth (laughs) <laughs> but, a little rough around the edges but how long to be wandering to like get a full beard and like <laughs> i mean that's a great question he was he said he's so disheveled i know we'll get back to that okay, okay. sorry sorry so i need this question answered Susanna, immediately really quickly the fun fact from imdb on this episode now you're probably thinking gosh this episode wasn't like a ton of fun so what fun fact might there be about it but (laughs) it's that tom bosley and aaron morin previously played father and daughter howard and Joni cunningham on happy days which i knew they were both in this episode it had not once occurred to me that they were both on happy days together you can edit this out. I'm going to say something and just leave it there. She's, and I know we'll cover it later. She's 26 in this episode. Yeah. But I yeah. also wondered if Tom Bosley like helped her get this job. I mean, probably. I, you know, you'd hope, I don't know on, uh, if they got along on Happy Days or not. I'm assuming they probably did. I don't know. I mean, sh- sorry. So, Really quick, I'll say why I think Barney Kale got the gang back together. Yeah, I need to know. That. Yeah, that I would like to know know this. Yeah. This is a real thinker. <laughs> Let sleeping dogs lie is what I say. Right, but. because you would have thought. So what it the reason he did it was because Gary Roberts had been in prison with a previous worker at Juniper Lake called Joe Cipriani, I think. Cabrini, sorry, Cabrini. And Joe had told Gary, 
about what had actually happened at Juniper Lake. Mm-hmm. And Gary had sort of two and two together and had started blackmailing Barney Kale. Yeah. So I think why he decided to go back to Juniper Lake and get everybody back together is not only to kill Gary Roberts, but then to put suspicion on one of the other people. Okay. That's why he needed Joe them died to- jail? Sorry? He got stabbed. Yeah, he got stabbed, he died. By Gary. By somebody else. There, there's no implication that it was well, Gary. Well, we Could don't know, Gary. you're right. Barney says it's Gary. Gary but that's it. why Barney had called everybody around and gotten them all stirred up and gotten them to go was because he needed them there when Gary died so that he could point the finger blame at them. Mm-hmm. And then he could pin Lowell Dixon's murder and Gary Roberts' murder on one of them. Oh, and he did use Terrence Mayhew's gun. Yeah. Why was Gary Roberts there? Because he was blackmailing Barney Kale to get the money. So he, like, they agreed to meet there. Yeah. That's okay. why, because the wife kept saying, oh, he kept saying he wanted to come here, even though it's totally out of the way for them to go home. And he didn't bring his fishing gear. No, he didn't have a rod. <laughs> <laughs> well, completely unrelated, but also related because it's about the episode. I was so confused pretty much the entire episode because I thought, Lowell Dixon's name was Lola Dixon and then they kept referring to him as a he and I was like I've clearly missed like, every time they said it I was like it's Lola like it was just the name but it's those main accents well and then I heard I heard Lowell Dixon and I'm thinking Lloyd Bachner and I'm like why do they keep talking he's right there I just wow I was just there was a lot going on I mean honestly like <laughs> I, I I don't mean to say this to be mean because I don't I like this episode fine like too. it's not it's not like a top tier favorite but it's certainly not in the running for worse or anything but it is funny because every once in a while we bring up the episodes we do and we're like we can't just do the good ones because we're gonna end <laughs> up with a back end of like nothing but kind of middling episodes and that's sort of what this episode feels like to me it's like it's not good great it's not terrible it's just sort of this the initial conversation about the development I mean I was like so they had gone in together on a project to to invest in Juniper like an investment scheme and he was like and then Lowell came and told us all it was like not above board or whatever and like like there must have been a reason for him to think like, like do you know what I mean that, like what I found about that confusing like why was Lowell Dixon in like investigating this in the first place it sounded like it was four people that decided to build a I mean it didn't like a real estate venture but it, it didn't end up working out I mean that's not illegal <laughs> no and also it's like these are all like I mean, not to say, obviously, anybody can commit fraud, as we've seen on this show, but it's like four, like two, well, three professional people who, like two of which are doctors who have like reputations that if they're committing to like fraudulent real estate schemes, right. that's not well, very who, good. Who was the fraud against? Uh, that's the other thing. Who knows? Who who was the outside investor? And then it's like, was... Uh, was uh, Jake Sanford the mastermind behind this fraud? Because he's the only one that benefited and that he's the one now running the resort. Yeah, but you can tell that it's like a complete 
Yeah, exactly. Like the one guy says, Robert says in the beginning, like the owner says, oh, it's a little slow. And he says, Robert says, slow, looks like you've stopped. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who got like swindled by this. Yeah. Well, and also they're all happy to see Jake. So there's obviously no bad feeling towards him. He's not, do you know what I mean? So, and yeah. they're mad at, they're mad at Terrence Mayhew, but not in a way where you're like, oh, they, he stole their money. They just seem to not like him. Yeah. And he yeah. didn't really do anything too bad as far as, did he kill a patient? Was there reference to that? Or did I make, like, I had to watch this episode twice because I was so confused <laughs> and I've watched it <laughs> numerous times in the past. And in my mind, I remember really liking this episode. But rewatching it maybe wasn't quite as good as I had remembered. Because in my head, I'm like, you've got Haley Mills, you've got Lloyd Bachner, like a weird Blake. Great. Right. <laughs> to say the makings of a classic. Right. And I also wrote, when I saw Juniper Lake, I was like, this looks like something out of Friday the 13th. It is Jason gonna pop out? <laughs> it does. It totally looks like a horror and movie. Sometimes I'll have a, a glass of wine while we're watching these. And I made a point the other night because we were watching two back to back. And sometimes there's a lot going on and I get a little confused. <laughs> and I was very glad I abstained because this one, I mean, yeah, I probably could have done with watching it again a few times and still would have been just as confused. <laughs> My other thing, I and Susanna, you can edit this out because I, I feel bad I about, <laughs> I'll just say Pat Hingle's performance, I found distracting. I don't like to talk about people's acting too much. I mean, I want to, but then Susanna says I can't, but... <laughs> <laughs> But it was I just mean, he's still alive and like you know they might I take a fa- i'm sure pat hingle over the top which one's pat hingle he played barney with- kale yeah the the police oh my god it was so over the top his like grumbly <laughs> face when he's at the retirement thing like he's just and like i like were you supposed to assume that like the entire force hated him as well because they were just rinsing him in like their goodbye speech? Yeah, and it was sort of meant to be funny. He's just sat there with like his arms crossed, like, I, I'm, you know, not a great cop because I didn't solve this one murder. Ugh. And I get it, it was for the PR to like, but it was interesting that he you're painting a picture of a very like hardworking cop, which normally Jessica respects, even if they don't get along, but it's like, they make him so unlikable and they make him drink so much and be so caustic with people that then when it turns out he's the bad guy, it's like, you, you sort of feel like, Oh, they're kind of saying, Oh, it's okay to not like this guy. Cause he is actually a bad cop and like a bad man and all this sort of stuff and I'm telling you if I was his wife and I mean obviously she doesn't know about the blackmail and I'm like you're delaying my trip around the world to go back up to Juniper Lake you can forget about it so now was that his wife or his housekeeper that was was my question wife no it wasn't how do you know she's wearing a uniform I'm sure I'm sure she says I'm sure he refers to her as his wife I'm sure he does I was just called her Athol 
I was very confused about that relationship as well. You know, she's a little bit older than him, <laughs> which we can go into later. <laughs> but I honestly you know, don't even remember his wife at all. She's a blink and you miss it. Yeah. I, I mean, I blinked clearly. And then she calls <laughs> him an old fool. But he doesn't mm-hmm. like kiss her. I don't know, Suzanne. I'm not sure. I, I think it's his wife. Well, even if it's this, you know, cleaning lady, take those tickets and run. But also, like, what cleaning lady would you be like? I just have to take this one last trip and then the <laughs> retirement will start. Like, they're not gonna like be asking you about your like, and what and is going. a trip around the world? Like, what are the stops? Yeah, I want to know that too. I want to know the stops. Maine. Oh, I that's so funny you say that, Glennis, because I wrote in my notes in Murder, she wrote like nothing good ever happens in portland maine <laughs> like this is where this scheme was concocted when seth was working in portland oh and i had another thing he said this happened 10 years ago so that made me realize he hadn't known jessica like i thought he and jessica had known each other f- 50 years or something that's what i thought too and i was oh no but are we meant to think that he grew no he didn't grow up in cabot co did he I don't think so. Nobody has an accent. Because I was the same as you, Megan. I was like, wait, so he didn't move to Cabot Cove till after Ruth had died? I thought he'd moved there when they when she was still living. Yeah. And I was befriended saying- Jessica. But hmm. Do you think they met like out and about in town and it was like, you know, it's like a little bit of a spark, but they can't quite uh, no. do it. <laughs> Will they, won't they? No. Yeah. He's her doctor, though, right? Yeah, he is. They've been playing doctor, I'll tell you <laughs> okay, that. Okay. <laughs> no, but I think that's when physicals were like, tap your knee, take uh-huh. your temperature with the, and then the popsicle tongue depressor thing. Is that yeah, not you're... still what happens? <laughs> Maybe I'm going to a different doctor. <laughs> Oh it'll give God. you a lollipop after you go <laughs> a sugar-free i got a sugar-free lollipop oh. <laughs> the dentist has started giving stickers to children i guess they've just they stopped the sugar <laughs> yeah like a sticker oh. oh my gosh i was blown away too by the price per night of the motel of 20 dollars. i know but also are you i guess not it's in the middle of nowhere and it looks (laughs) but even the terrain looked on a like it really reminded me of camps like a brownie camp that i had gone to yeah you know where there isn't like any furniture in there there's just like cots for you to put your sleeping bag on yeah i don't want to name check anything but anyone remember mountain mill house (laughs) (laughs) obviously yes of course (laughs) you were in the the girl's cabin making your way to the bathroom was like a horrifying adventure it was only if you were at the one that wasn't um deer flats it was the other one the one that yeah you had to like walk through a hedge maze to get to deer flats was the cedar ridge was the one one. oh yeah and you had to walk through like a giant spider web. You're like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Deer Flats is the one you had to walk down a hill through a wooded area to get to like the one toilet. light that was barely flickering. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it was super fun and I loved going. But yeah, the bathroom situation was always a little dicey. 
And also it's like straight up haunted. And <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so bratty, but never any warm water. That's true. One year in seventh grade, you weren't supposed to have brought your hair dryer and a bunch of girls brought hair dryers and they shorted out the electricity for the whole Because <laughs> there's like seven of them blow drying their hair at once. Right, and it just, like, Who are the they system... blow drying their hair for? But the system was too fragile. <laughs> but no, don't get me wrong. I always really liked it's like that one hand crank generator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel bad because it was it was really fun and I have a lot of fond memories there but yeah oh, there yeah, were loved it. It, it, yeah there were th- <laughs> yeah the bathroom one time too sorry and then I'll stop we watched The Shining and like <laughs> they showed you The Shining and I like then had to go to the bathroom and it was such a walk yeah. and no one would go with me and I was like I was pretty scared. <laughs> I mean, you're better off just peeing your bed. Yeah. yeah. Or like peeing off the side, right? God, anybody listening, don't do that. Use the bathroom. <laughs> if you're in seventh grade and like the other girls can hear you, then yeah. they're going to like make fun of you. Like, oh my God, like Megan was too scared to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, yep. Are you kidding me? Like, I remember like girls peeing off the side because they're like, I'm not walking down. And everyone was like, that's fine. It would be like it would be like older, I think, but yeah. Yeah, more confident. I mean, put these God, these poor teachers that had to go on those trips. I went some summers I went there. I mean, gosh, it's funny. It's funny out here, camp isn't like so much of a thing because the summer holidays so so much shorter. Um, I, I mean they still do some, but it's like instead of three months, it's like five to six weeks. So it's like a little bit, anyways. And you talk about camp, but they're like, well, your parents like sent you somewhere for like weeks. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, what did you do? And like, I don't know. Canoes? Yeah. Made friendship bracelets? Well, like, yeah. what else do you do? I don't know. Like, made friends, lost friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> made little like log chips. <laughs> like, made s'mores. Told yeah. ghost stories like injured yourself got eight thousand mosquito bites and then went home a dirtier different version of yourself <laughs> i always this is tmi but i always lost underwear yeah that was a thing do you remember also they would be like do not leave food in your cabins like yeah. it will attract bears and you're like yeah. i don't want a bear to come down to yeah. me <laughs> like straight up <laughs> Like, but I really want to eat these red vines. What do yeah. I do? <laughs> oh, no. You're like a late night, like crinkles. So like, <laughs> and a lot of like changing my clothes in my sleeping bag. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of that. Maybe a that's where the that. underwear are, is at the bottom of the sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a lot of clothes changing in the sleeping bag. <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy to think about it because there were like rattlesnakes and stuff up there. Like, remember you got the belts like you could get a belt and they would brand the belt for you like you know with different symbols and things like a leather belt and um I got to have a rattlesnake brand on mine because I saw a rattlesnake (laughs) 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 right I guess I survived no there were a lot of things it was it was like (laughs) there were scorpions anyhow Juniper Lake reminded me a lot of that so when Terry Mayhew said well, you know, it wasn't me because I was sleeping down by the lake. I was like, what? 
Where? <laughs> in a sleeping bag? Like, Megan, you know what that reminded me of? Was that trip we went on down the um, American River where we were whitewater rafting, which was a really fun trip. But we stayed overnight in one part. And when we were originally went to go camp out, <laughs> like, I'm not like a super outdoorsy person. This is like ultimate. The first place we went was like infested with spiders. Like it was like we, <laughs> we laid down our things and there were just little white spiders everywhere. Oh. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. Can I sleep in the raft? <laughs> so like right. a possibility. But yeah, that's what I imagined. I just remember that trip. Like I had to sleep with my foot like anchored in the... <laughs> in the sand or whatever the dirt by the river because it was kind of on an angle I mean it was a really fun trip but yeah it was um I also am not a huge outdoorsy person but I do really like um rafting so but yes it was it's yeah so that's what I was picturing um Terry Mayhew doing in his like <laughs> his very fancy outfits I just it was hard to picture he did have fancy outfits. That he jacket did. he wore was very. And so, are we thinking he's he's rich because he was uh, mm-hmm. clay pigeon shooting in the beginning? And he was mm-hmm. off to on a holiday to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. He has private clients, so yeah. his little like uh like trench coat, like yeah. army green matching like pants and and trench coat set like an explorer jacket he looked like an explorer a sexy sexy explorer (laughs) (laughs) so sexy i mean i remember him and i i remember him from golden girls he was too sexy okay ashley riddle me this who is lloyd bachner to me why do i know who that is okay so on the first episode i thought of Megan corrected me and said he was into, but on the first episode I thought of was he played himself, I think, and he was a guest actor at some like local stage play. And all the the girls were auditioning to be his leading lady. Oh one, my god. And I one scene in particular, one. Blanche puts balloons in her top to look busty I think was the phrase she said and um and they embrace and they pop yes okay and they're doing chicken little like as the play right oh that was a different one yeah different one sorry yeah chicken little is a different one that was for like a school fundraiser (laughs) and then I mean I know these episodes like the back of my hand. So then the other one that Megan reminded me of is he does play the hairdresser. And Sophia recommends that the ladies go to the hairdresser and he, and cause he's very sexy too. Yeah. Um, but they, he basically gives them all of the Sophia haircut. Right. Okay. It's so good. He also is in a great Twilight Zone episode. Like one of the more famous ones called To Serve Man. And I mean, I love Lloyd Bachner. I think. Which one is that one? I don't want to give this. uh, Aliens come to Earth and they have a book that they've presented that they're trying to translate. And the book is called. I know which one you're talking about. Okay. That's all I'll say. But everyone should watch it. The Twilight Zone episodes at that time are only, I don't know, 25 minutes. And it's so, so good. You got to. 
young, very handsome Lloyd Bachner. I like, I'm trying to think because his name is so familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, but I can only sort of think of him as like, I don't know. So yeah, it was interesting. I mean, he was he was good in it. He was hooking up with Haley Mills, I guess. They I used feel to like up. they had, but maybe because then there was a part where that I wrote, oh, Jessica and Susanna are going to be mad about this. Because I don't know if you guys felt this way. I thought she was flirting pretty hard with Seth. You know what? I thought that as well. And I didn't mind it because I like Haley Mills. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, and I thought, I know you guys were making fun of him looking a little rough <laughs> after he spent the night out. I thought he looked terrific. <laughs> I'm, like, I'll take, I'm like, I'll take this version of Seth any day of the week. Like a little bit not so heavy on the middle part. Like a, everything's a little bit softer. And I genuinely, in the first bit of the episode, I was like, why does he have a chain right around his neck? And then it turned out it was his dog tags. And I was like, why is he wearing them like a choker? Like, I can't understand why why they're so tight here. But I thought he looked terrific. So there we are. I don't understand how he got so disheveled. (laughs) He was walking around all night, (laughs) Glynis. I look disheveled. I've just been sitting here for five seconds. (laughs) Normally, I'm like my most disheveled if I've like woken up from like a nap. (laughs) Yeah. He never decided to maybe run a brush through his hair or, or fix his jacket or. There must have been a bathroom. <laughs> well, Haley Mills didn't so seem to rural mind. That like, if you walk straight <laughs> for 12 hours, he wasn't going to hit anything. Like, did he roll down the path? <laughs> when he got lost and then he got arrested just for like walking around, it's like, yeah, that's illegal. I don't think they could just arrest you for literally nothing. I mean, for just yeah. sort of walking Is around outside. He was out past. Well, the sheriff had it in for him. The yeah. sort of sheriff uh, had it in for everyone. He was that sheriff. That's a classic twist, though, where it's like the sheriff you don't like. Is actually yeah, and the sheriff the is like basically retired. <laughs> I mean, all these guys are like on the verge of retirement. And then he had the, the pit crew working for him as his deputies. <laughs> the one mustachioed one came out and I was like, yeah, this is, okay. yeah. Oh <laughs> also, I sorry, that. I got distracted because I just looked up a fun fact. Um, Lloyd About Bachner's Lloyd. son, Hart Bachner, plays the really douchey co-worker of Bruce Willis's wife in Die Hard. No Johnny way. Oh, really? so what he's like trying to be yeah, gets is like, on cocaine, right? Yeah, like, and he's trying to wheel and deal with the terror. Alan Rickman. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh my yeah. god, it's like one of my favorite performances. I didn't know that. So yeah. It was funny when we like watching it with just Glynis like made me laugh because there were some bits where I could hear her giggling. <laughs> because normally you guys mute yourselves but okay the first bit was when Cynthia just moved into a fancy home 
and she opens her moving box and her moving box has hangers in it like already set up hangers so she hasn't had to fold her hanging clothes she just takes it off and puts it away and Glynis like immediately started texting me like I I would love to have a a moving box like (laughs) I don't know I think you gotta be pretty rich to get one with hangers probably so pointless but it looked great I had one uh, when I moved and um it is somewhat pointless, but you is want it? it. It's just a wardrobe box. It's called a wardrobe, like moving box. It's quite pointless, but I enjoyed it also. I guess it's like if you have stuff you don't want to get wrinkly and you don't want to have to like re-iron it or whatever it is. Yeah. I The other thing was when they said that they have to go to the meeting of the Founders Day Planning Committee. <laughs> Glitta started laughing and then it got me laughing because it's like, the Founders Day stuff is always so shambolic. It's like the oh, fact that they're always. both on the planning committee. It's always so dramatic. They go, <laughs> can't, can't miss it. You know. Is that the self-driving car one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's like there's other stuff that in other episodes that happens on the Founders Day. <laughs> Days. But that really did make me laugh. Um, yeah anyway so it's just side notes um, um can we talk about gary's wife okay yeah so gary's wife is the lady from happy days is right. Joni from happy days <sighs> you know there's a lot there's some stuff going she had on rough, there. rough stuff in her she had some issues in her personal life she had since disease i didn't oh. realize she died that is very sad but I, I was more, I mean, and I know this comes later in the beats, but whoever dressed her mm-hmm. just did her yeah, real dirty. Like <laughs> all the outfits that she was in. And like her hair too. I mean, like she has such, she's such a beautiful lady. And like, I like, and the curls like were like, could have been fine, but it just sort of looked a little bit like a helmet. Yeah. She just seemed a little frazzled. Like everything about her was All sort of time. frazzled. And the husband was like horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, oh. And so I guess he'd been in jail for three years and this was only his third day out. Well, and she did say she was like, this is going to be it for us. Like I was planning on divorcing him, but then he died. I mean, but yeah, he died. I think she'd been married to him now for three years, waited all this time. And then he came out and she was like, yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> like, oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he was like horrible. And they he were going, awful. they were going to Scalhegan. They said that about nine times. I was like, oh, okay. I was just looking this up to see if it. If was that it, when Jessica pulled out the map? Oh, to show that they've gone a kind of a weird yes. Hey, Ashley, when is a straight line not the quickest route? Like <laughs> she can't. said that, and then that wasn't what she was <laughs> talking about. <laughs> that there was a mountain or something like that. Like that there was something that caused it to look like a straight line, but in reality, I know. I was like on the edge of my seat. Sorry, yeah. Oh, Megan, you were gonna say something. Oh Scow- no! I was looking up like Scowhegan is a is a real place. I I it's it's in Maine. I'm always uh-huh. trying to figure out like where is Cabot Cove. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Scowhegan is spelled how? S 
K O W H A, sorry, H E G A N. And the reason I knew that was because I watched with subtitles on um, sometimes, (laughs) or sometimes I forget to turn them off. So I. It looks nice. Yeah. I mean, not Juniper Lake doesn't, but the real. Is Juniper Lake real? Juniper Lake. (laughs) (laughs) They, um, you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember that show, Samantha Who? Yeah, yeah, I love that um, show. Uh, Christine Applegate and Melissa McCarthy. Anyways, the episode where they go to stay at her family cabin and she takes Melissa McCarthy with her and they get there. Melissa McCarthy's <laughs> like, I know I'm a guest and I shouldn't complain, but it looks like we're going to get murdered here. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. actually, there is a Juniper Lake in California in mm. Lassen County. Anyhow, but... Where's that? Up north, maybe north of San Francisco, quite a bit north, maybe three or four hours. Clear Lake? Kind of, no, past Clear Lake. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, yes. So were you going to say we should go through the beats? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready too. Okay. Crack the Thund- thunder weather no i don't know so. but I, I just feel like <laughs> juniper lake terrain <laughs> and just generalness should be mentioned i think dirt dirt is a big thing also that like like not gazebo but the thing that they keep running on by the lake just <laughs> What is the, that? The, yeah, the like pier, that little yeah, pier the, thing. The, the entire like <laughs> beach, like, that lifeguard it? tower thing. Yeah, <laughs> and they just like running up to it. <laughs> I feel like what we were missing here is a little like ambiance around the lake to explain yeah, why they because like you? there was no beach to hang out on. There was just that pier that was very short you so doing? you're you're being a real lol dixon right now glennis because you're questioning <laughs> the lola secret choice closet hiding i mean no although i guess like gary went into the cat but he wasn't hiding he's obviously was meeting barney on purpose and barney then shot him um barney hit the number oh yeah yeah. that's a point the unlisted phone (laughs) number Ooh, unlisted a fancy unlisted number i was like okay um i love when they were like she said oh god i wrote this down sorry she goes uh i finally got it all so i got the career and the money and the house and you know what it all is garbage you're like (laughs) Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> you feel like the second part of that sentence was going to be, because I didn't have you, Seth. Well, oh, yeah. What was the point of what she was saying was like, right. yeah, that she needed a dude. But then it's like, she's not spent any time with, like, there's no indicator that that's like, that she feels like she has missed out on that. I don't know. I, also- I thought she was being very flirty with Seth. And she's like, me, am I next, Seth? And he's like, no, Cynthia, not you, you know? 
He's like, gross. Like other stuff, she's amazing, but she does always have this kind of like effortless, like flirtation, and like with her like mm. like sort of soft, whispery voice. Like I, I don't like. It sort of always feels like she's flirting. Like it feels like she's flirting with me when I watch her. No, that's, that's a good <laughs> point. Like Haley, <laughs> the old player. No, she's very she's very I, good I, mean, I think they put like a layer of vaseline over the film like she always looks like beautifully airbrushed and her hair is perfectly feathered well i mean it sounded like well she owned a boutique that's all they said i was like what business does she have now but they didn't go into it uh poisoning bludgeoning so gary was shot and kale was technically poisoned but he didn't die and he did it to himself so and lowell dixon was drowned oh yeah of course god we forgot about that. wait and um kale what happened with the at the lifeguard tower pier thing did he get bonked on did he bonk himself he on the head himself yeah yeah but he bonked himself pretty good because he was bleeding right so a self-bonking <laughs> Self-bonking. Classic <laughs> self-bonking. <laughs> old fashioned. Maybe he Good wasn't up. looking and took a long walk, a walk off that tiny pier. Yeah. <laughs> and him shooting up wildly like that was yeah, that's very silly. <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? He's had like someone's blindfolded him, but the blindfold fell off. Or <laughs> That's how it looked when he was shooting up. Um, phone wire cut. No, she's shaking. No, uh, I don't think so. He's Gary snapped at his wife, but he didn't shake her. I was like, oh, I don't like that at all. Uh, uh, window peep. I said jessica looked through the car window uh, when she ran up there was like a car park there and she was like she went to snoop in it and amos went that's not seth's car <laughs> <laughs> which means she just opened the door she looked in a car and then opened a door for a car that she knew was not seth's just to have a nosy around <laughs> this oh is before God. we think anything's gone awry this is before there's a dead body it's just she's just yeah um fake name id no the fun slash cop work so we have two police officers if you don't include amos you have barney kale who is like a determined as it turns out corrupt police officer and then mccoy who's like the rural has too much power and isn't afraid to wield it kind of police officer also bad but I, there's no implication that he's corrupt maybe just more like incompetent i don't know i mean he does do illegal things yeah but he doesn't seem to like i, I there's no implication he's been bribed no. i don't know um cop chemistry no yeah no. <laughs> businessy business uh resort like development projects but here's my question did juniper lake ever like get off the ground or was it that when lowell dixon died it just got a bad i mean so did they all lose a ton of money on it well right because i take it the resort wasn't the end result of the project planning right or was it i don't know (laughs) 
so weird. Okay. Age ain't nothing but a number. Here we go. This is the safer category because we don't have to talk about real estate development. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, Aaron Morin, who plays Maggie, was 26, and Gary Roberts, who, that the character of her husband, was 29. Okay. How old do you think Haley Mills was in this episode? When did Parent Trap come out? I don't know. 60s? Yeah. I want to say like I'd say 34, 35. Oh, okay. 40. She's 40. Okay. Um, she's 40. Lloyd Bachner is 62. Okay. So, okay. It's okay. pretty good. Uh, a little bit of an age gap there. 30, he was 52. I think that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> William Wyndham Osats oh, was 63. So sort of those two, those, the two guys are about the same age. Um, Jake was 73, but that was neither here nor there. And Pat Hingle was 62. And Ethel was 74. See, I don't think she was his wife. But then why was she questioning? Like, why was she in his I business? I think she was a long she time caretaker. Care, like a housekeeper and they knew each other. Because he didn't kiss her on the lips or cheek or anything when he left. But this is Anna's point. Like, why would he be like, just one more job and then I'm retired? <laughs> like, no other like person would do, <laughs> do that to. Unless it maybe is this mom. But she calls him a crazy old fool. I mean, I just, I don't know. I felt like they were just friends or like mm-hmm. she worked at his house. I'm sorry. I, too. I know. He struck me as the kind of guy that like wouldn't be married. Well, there is that. I mean, he doesn't yeah. seem like. Also, I was catch. laughing because as we all know, I've gone down a <laughs> Magnum PI wormhole in the last couple of months. I'm almost done. But they, <laughs> the 80s shows love. I don't know what you call that setup, but for a, like a 1980s cops retirement dinner where, you know, I don't know, I've never been to a police officer's retirement dinner, so I don't know if this is how they are, but like where someone's standing up and they're giving the speeches and it's like very, I don't know, you're sitting around a table because the one I it's just very had Frank Sinatra and boy, howdy, that episode was dark, but what, really so dark. The Frank Sinatra was in it. Yeah, unexpected. Yeah, it was. I was. It's a rough episode, but either way. Okay. I feel well. like the party. It's like it was an interesting because the guy, the MC, was like trying to make it real light, or whoever the commanding yeah. officer. And he's like, "This is so funny," and we've given him three watches, and we can't get rid of him. Ha 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 ha! And then Hingle gets. I mean, um, Kale gets up. And you're like, way to throw like a sweat rag on the mood. Like everybody's uh-huh. just like, okay, I'm so and glad I came. Another scene that I wanted to talk about. I just don't know if it falls in the beats exactly, but this scene where Amos is talking about the murder in front of the wife, Robert's wife, made me <laughs> laugh. I mean, and he won't stop. And Jessica's like trying to get him to stop. <laughs> I thought, I thought that scene was pretty funny well and you don't see her right away at least I remember you just see Amos and Jessica and Amos is doing his thing and Jessica's like Amos and then you like pan over and she's like (laughs) sitting like right at the table (laughs) but he goes he says something like sort of funny isn't it 
And Jessica's like, funny's not the word I would That's use. It. And then, <laughs> as you say, it like pans over to this girl crying by herself and be like, yeah. But then in this episode, Jessica touches evidence, is specifically asked by McCoy to stop touching the evidence and she ignores him. Like just literally <laughs> pretends like he's not speaking. <laughs> like, oh, oops. <laughs> um, okay, smooches. Obviously, Ethel and Kale had a real sexual chemistry that, you know, we don't mm-hmm. need to get into. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys um, hear me? Yeah. 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 I, I got a notification that said Zoom can't detect your microphone anymore. Oh, oh no, yeah. I can hear you. I, oh, Glennis? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you just froze for like a second. <laughs> Also, I was going to joke that we could hear you. I just muted you. (laughs) So rough. Um, (laughs) That's like when you're in meetings and stuff and someone hasn't unmuted themselves and their mouths are just going and then it like takes the beat for people to be like, Mike, Mike, you you muted yourself, Mike. Um, <laughs> anyways, familial ties. Uh, no, eyes closed, head shake. No, it 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 closes on uh, Kale, which Mark was watching with us. He was quite shocked by that. Actually, it was really like, we abrupt. When they were playing silly music at the end, he's murdered yeah. two people, and he's like, "I thought I'd send him to heaven early. He was such a religious man. I think I did him a favor." So they end up freeze freeze oh, on him laughing, and the music was like, "Bunka bunka 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 bunka." And he's bunka. like pointing his finger to the sky, <laughs> and it's like he's so pleased with himself with his for his stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Sorry. Here we go. Fave outfit. Megan, do you want to start? Uh, I really liked Jessica's blue dress with the white collar. And then earlier she wore this kind of like a white, I don't know, jacket dress kind of, mm-hmm. which was talking to Seth that I like. Oh yeah, that was nice. And then, oh, did you want my least also? Yes, please. Now I struggled with this one <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> on the one Did hand you? I, I mean, are we talking about Haley Mills outfit in her house oh no I was talking about uh, oh I wrote that Darren Moore favorite oh, yeah. right. glad we're on that yeah I like I don't know about this Haley Mills outfit it was like the red blouse a lot of gold jewelry aqua pants and a gold belt but you know what i think i did love it i'm gonna come out on the end of <laughs> that is not what i have written down oh yeah all right, um, Glennis, what about you? Favorite, I guess oh, I, sorry. I just didn't, like, Aaron Moran's outfits, I just don't even remember them, which I guess means that they weren't great. Oh, and yeah. I loved Lloyd Bachner's um, white jacket with the beige, like, on the shoulders, kind of, mm-hmm. in the beginning. Glennis, what about you? Yeah, so my, I had a few faves, but uh, one of them was the royal blue dress with uh, the belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Jessica wears and then Cynthia had these enormous gold earrings it wasn't with the outfit that you were describing but they like uh, right when she came out and um to meet everyone and those were great they just gave her a ton of like chunky gold jewelry and I loved it 
And then I, I had it sort of in the middle of like love versus hate was the doctor's uh, green trench and pants combo. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really decided on, but now I think I love it. And then I hated, hate, hate, hated um, Maggie's like pink. I mean, was it like leopard print, like ankle length dress with a blue, like a light blue furry sweater over it? And it was terrible. Okay. Ashley, what about you? So I I feel like I wrote the same outfit down as Megan for Haley Mills, but my color combo was different. Um, it was a coral colored shirt with green pants and gold jewelry. Yeah, that's, I said, yeah, aqua and red. I mean, it's, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, similar. Yeah. Uh, okay. Similar um, family. Yeah. Uh, and gold, I liked that outfit very much. Um, and I liked, I think it was Jessica's sort of striped dress and with a brown purse. And, um, for least favorite, I have to, (laughs) this is so minor, but, um, the chain on Seth's dog tags is too short. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I would agree. I'd never noticed it before, but then all of a sudden it was like front and center. So my favorite, I think they've been mentioned, they were both Jessica's was her striped shirt dress at the beginning and her, I think cobalt or just sort of like a dark blue shirt with the matching skirt. Yeah, my worst outfit was also Maggie's outfit. She only had the one. It was like this sort of long, frilly high-necked, I said floral purple, but it could have been leopard print pink. I mean, it was like sort of, but then weirdly, this is what I was saying before in um, Mr. Penroy's Vacation. I feel like you could buy that dress now, like from, you know, Mm Topshop or something. Um, Okay, biggest hunk. Glynis, why don't you start biggest hunk? Uh, Lloyd. Okay, Megan. Oh, yeah. If I see Lloyd... Unless I don't know, I don't know who could beat him. Donnelly Rhodes, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty cute, Ashley. I would say Lloyd and uh, Haley Mills. Oh yeah, that was also. Yeah, I said Seth and Haley Mills. So <laughs> obviously, you like the disheveled Seth. He looks like a bad. I boy. did. He did. He looked like a bad boy. He'd been like rolling around in the dirt road for an hour. Um, I was actually <laughs> asking if he rolled down a hill, and now I'm picturing him like rolling down like <laughs> when he like falls off that hill and he's like flying all over the place. Um, Ashley, what are your JB burns? Um, I had a, actually a few from uh from Kale that I wrote yeah. down. Yeah. Um, he said, I assume you're, cause Jessica was asking some questions and he said, I assume your question is no more than feminine curiosity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wrote that down as well. Um, and then he said, I think someone had asked how he's been and he said, been better seeing you doesn't help much. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> um, yeah. So those are mine. Megan, what about you? Um, when she said, the big city I come from is Cabot Cove because the sheriff's like oh I don't need your big city shenanigans and she's like don't even go there and I liked when the sheriff said I don't care a doodah (laughs) (laughs) I mean like I didn't love the character of 
kale. But I mean, his comments at the end about Lowell Dixon was so rough and so kind of crazy that it it did make me laugh when he's like, and I just simply helped him on his way and points to his, <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> and then it's like cuts. It's like yeah. end of episode. I was like, oh, okay. Like, the end. Glynis, <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you? Uh, when Seth and Jessica are talking and he's like, Jessica, I'm perfectly capable of taking care of myself. This is after he's rolled down the hill. <laughs> and she just goes like, oh, I can see that. <laughs> um, my, my, I, I had also written down the been better seeing you doesn't help much one. And also it was that he described it as the, as a hotel for the rundown rich, which is what he says that Seth and Terrence were working at um and he also says to Jessica ma'am you catch on quick about something and I can't remember what the circumstances were and my only other one was actually from Jessica and she says it to McCoy and she says you've been acting like Gen- Genghis Khan <laughs> which I was like well, my gosh, there's a really specific reference I'm not sure that's quite right but okay <laughs> um, <laughs> uh okay fave guest star megan gosh i love lloyd bachner a lot but i think i'm gonna say Haley mills for this yeah okay glennis same Haley mills ashley i'm gonna go lloyd bachner i feel bad that i've not pitched lloyd bachner for anything because i did think he was very handsome and a good actor and all that sort of stuff Um, i know he's good at playing (laughs) kind of a snobby villain but there's not really a ton of reason given for why they don't all like him but yeah no, it's like he's a jerk but not evil just sort of selfish yeah it's like a george hamilton vibe i also love george hamilton i know you, you know i i saw george hamilton in person one time you did yeah, yeah. as did you megan i'm surprised you don't remember that we'll talk about it off air it's nothing Wait. bad Wait, where did we see him? Uh, he was <laughs> he was at our elementary school <laughs> autumn festival. He what? I don't remember <laughs> this at all. Susanna, are you? I'll just- tell you about it later. <laughs> Big fam. <laughs> I have he to really, ask mom and dad. He really enough. wanted to win a fishable. <laughs> Are you? You're lying. No. Oh, did he come with someone else? Yes. 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 Okay. I remember this. Sorry. Yes, I remember now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. He okay. wanted to play Win a Fish and get me manicure. <laughs> we all know. Wait, am I gonna have to cut this out? Yeah. No, and Susanna what? said what? off air, and Megan's like, "No, but I need to know now." But I don't remember. <laughs> but now, now I remember, and I'm okay. sorry it's not forefront in my brain. Should be the only thing you remember from our youth. No, I remember, yeah, I remember winning fish there and then they would promptly pass away. Yes, they weren't the pick of the litter. Those were for this world. Let's just- <laughs> so I also put Haley Mills, of course. I thought she was great. I wish she was in more of these. She is not. Um, Glynis and Guess. You said Dr. Mayhew. Yeah. Which- uh, it's as good a guess as any, really. Was, uh, everyone was, a lot of people in this were like pretty unlikable, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to choose, but I was wrong. 
it's wrong. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, fave moment overall ranking. Uh, Ashley, why didn't you start us off? This is hard. Okay. This is hard. Um, I mean, I think Kale's sort of dramatics <laughs> made me laugh. So when he's like rolling around in the sand, yeah. after he hit him, he hit himself on the head, and then his his self imposed poisoning as well. Um, in hindsight, I find them quite funny. Um, yeah, you know what? As you say it, it's like. I yeah. kind of was rough on him in the beginning, but you're right. <laughs> it is actually kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in hindsight, I don't, it's, I don't know. There's something kind of, because it only takes place in one spot, there's something kind of claustrophobic about the episode too. So it, yeah. it and, uh, a, and it slows the pace down a bit. So I would say, I, I think for me, probably mm, a six. Okay. Glennis, what about you? Okay. Um, right. So my favorite moment was when he was flailing around in the sand, like Ashley said, just shooting up in the air all willy-nilly. And of course, my mind goes, I'm like, well, well these bullets are going to come down eventually. Like, where are they going to go? Um, <laughs> and then and he's like super grumpy at his own retirement dinner. Um so yeah, again, like thinking back on it now, it's funny. In the moment, I was like, "God, this guy sucks." Yeah. Um, overall ranking, uh, I'd give it a four. It wasn't my favorite. <laughs> Ooh, okay, <laughs> that was a little bit of <laughs> scorch marks on the road there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that is my favorite part is the part where Amos won't stop talking about the murder in front of uh, the guy who's been killed's wife. And like, I thought, I mean, it's, it's rough because she's upset, but it was also kind of funny. And so I did like that, but you're right. While I was watching it, I think Pat Hingle's delivery and the like is crazy and the character is so unlikable that I was off put by it but now you're right pointing like thinking back on it it was actually really funny um (laughs) and you know I do still have a soft spot for this episode so I'm gonna go seven okay uh my favorite moment is when is on the phone to Amos and he's like relaying some information to her I can't really remember what it was Seth is stood as her lookout and is telling her to hang up the phone. And then it pans back to the bar and Jake is just stood at the bar. And it's like, oh, I guess they don't think he's a suspect because it's like he's just listened to this whole conversation. Um, but that made me giggle. And I like seeing Seth and Jessica working together for yeah. some sort of joint purpose. So I would give this, I really don't mind this episode. I'd probably give it a six, but total middle of the road kind of one for me. And can I just add one last thing? Um, I meant to mention earlier, there's a part where the sheriff is calling someone and Jessica is standing so close behind him <laughs> to listen in. She's like basically on his back. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that part. I mean, she's not afraid. She When she decided she didn't like or respect that guy, she just was all over the place with him. Um, okay, so... I think that's everything then. 
Um, well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening and for following us at Cabot Coverage on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. 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 Wait, could you hear me that whole time? No, you no. said one last thing and then you went. <laughs> <laughs>